learning to be safe in your body and that emotions are safe and learning to deregulate your nervous system and move out of fight or flight and into rest and digest is all part of healing. And when we can actually learn to feel our feelings, they tend to pass a lot quicker, right? You can let your emotions pass and then you don't have to carry it along with you. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Babe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes. And I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Endo Craft Nights. So the Endo Craft Nights are my free craft nights for people with endometriosis to connect with others through creative art. I know for me personally, expressing my creativity in new fun ways has been a huge healing modality for my mental health, my physical health, everything, right? And I know that managing chronic pain for years and living through endometriosis is mentally exhausting and not really being able to express your thoughts and emotions in a healthy way can actually exacerbate your physical symptoms. And so my goal for these craft nights is to provide a safe container for you to express your creativity, connect with other people who are on a similar healing journey as you, and to help you understand yourself a little better through self-exploration. Right? It's going to be so much fun. The first one is on February 4th. Um, I'm going to put the link down in the show notes so you can sign up there. Um, but it's going to be so much fun because unlike exercise or meditation, which are both amazing healing tools, right? Exercise mainly focuses on healing your body and meditation is mostly focused on your mind, right? And crafting helps and like doing art and doing things like physical things with your hands helps to connect both your mind and your body to help promote healing. There's been numerous studies that show that Art and creative healing promotes stress relief, creates emotional resilience, reduces feelings of anxiety and depression, can help enhance confidence, helps you to ground and connect to yourself and your body, and can help support your cognitive and your motor functions. Motor is just like physical, right? Um, It's going to be so much fun. I would love for you to come. They're completely free or it's going to be over Zoom so you can do it from anywhere in the world. I'm going to you're going to come, you can bring wine or weed or whatever, no judgment, um, juice, water, whatever. Um, but I'm going to put like an image up on the screen and we're just going to connect to each other and create, right? There's no judgment here. So let those creativity juices flow. You can use whatever creative modality that you prefer, bring pencils, coloring, drawing, painting, clay, whatever you want. Um, and we're just going to be expressing our creativity in new fun ways. Cause I know one of my goals for 2021 is to do just that, right? Express my creativity in new fun ways. And I wanted to share that experience with all of you. Right. And if you don't feel like you're artistic or creative, like that doesn't matter, right? You don't have to show your art to anybody, but it can still be a great way to connect to your mind and body, 
cope and express your emotions in a positive way, right? It's about having fun through self expression and self exploration. And there's really no wrong way to create art, right? It's also going to be an amazing, amazing way to connect to other people who are on the same similar healing journey as you like-minded individuals with endometriosis, trying to learn to manage your illness in a healthy way. So I would love to see you there. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes. It's also over on my Instagram at the link in my bio at C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I and save your seat over there. I cannot wait to see you on February 4th for the first ever Endo Craft Night. Hello and welcome to another episode of the End of a Podcast. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I would recommend getting a notebook. I give you so many tips and tangible tools that you can use to start feeling better with endometriosis and start to move towards healing. So today's episode, we're going to be chatting about finding safety in our emotions, in our bodies, and regulating our nervous system, basically. And what I mean by that is kind of like if you haven't listened to episode 55, I would go back and listen to that because we were talking about like mind-body syndrome um, and how mind-body syndrome is basically unresolved emotions and stress that present in the body as physical symptoms. To move forward with mind-body syndrome and start to move forward with healing, we need to teach our bodies and our brains that we're safe. Most of the time when we go through a trauma, right? Or we experience a trauma in our life, whether it's from a romantic relationship or a diagnosis like endometriosis, right? The emotional pain from that trauma, from that stress can make it feel like make your body feel unsafe, right? And so then we escape and we live in our head and we live in fear and in survival mode and in reaction mode, right? And you don't really, most of us aren't even cognizant that we're doing these things, right? Because what's happening is like your brain and your body are trying to keep you safe, right? And so I was kind of explaining this in episode 55, but when you go through such like an emotionally draining traumatic experience, whether like I was saying, like childhood trauma, romantic relationship breakup, or diagnosis like endometriosis, it it's a lot to process. And so to distract us from that pain, our body can create pain signals, our brain will create pain signals in our body. And all of it is to try to keep us safe, to distract us from the emotional trauma that we're going through, right? And it can almost seem like life's too scary to deal with. And so we just kind of shut down and escape, right? Because the outside world is too scary and your inner world is too painful to deal with. So what happens next is you kind of get all up in your head And you just sort of get by every single day. Like you're shut down from your emotions and totally disconnected from your body, right? Like you don't even know the first step of what to do to help yourself because you're so far detached and you just feel like this is normal and this is how my life is, right? And so I'm here, what we're going to be talking about today is kind of like a step-by-step process to learn safety in your body again and connect to your body and learn to find safety in your emotions, in your body, and all of those things to kind of get yourself back, right? To help you navigate your body when you're experiencing symptoms so you don't shut down from your life anymore, right? Because one thing about living with endometriosis in general, right? And what I've found out with a lot of my clients um, and just women and people that I've talked to that have endometriosis, most of us are living in this fight or flight response, this fight or flight mode 
which is caused from being under so much stress, right? And this kind of goes hand in hand with the mind-body syndrome of the last episode, right? Because our body is in fight or flight because it perceives danger. And when you're in a fight or flight shit storm, it can make you feel like you're not safe in your body, right? And so we shut down subconsciously, which is really common because the thought of actually feeling the pain inside is too terrible to bear, right? And so most people avoid their painful emotions. Like we're conditioned to avoid our painful emotions with like alcohol or drugs or TVs or relationships. And we just like shove them deep down inside instead of actually facing them and feeling those emotions and finding safety in those emotions, right? Because that's an important part of healing. And so what I'm going to share with you today is kind of a step-by-step process to help you start to heal some mind-body syndrome symptoms, right? Some of that pain that you're feeling that might be caused from unresolved emotions and stress. I'm also going to give you some nervous system regulation tips on how to move yourself out of that fight or flight and into rest and digest, which is the opposite, which basically signals to your body that you're safe, right? And so the first step is really to understand the most chronic pain isn't causing damage to our tissues, right? Once pain gets to a certain point and those nerves have been rewired and rewired and rewired and hyperstimulated, it can change the way that our brain is and it can change how our brain perceives our pain, right? So the pain that we're feeling when we have chronic pain can be or feel more like hyper intense than normal because those pathways are reinforced and reinforced and reinforced over and over again. And we can get what's called central sensitization, which essentially is when our brain is hypersensitive, right? And it's upregulated in a persistent state of high reactivity. And so what that means is that your heightened it involves like a heightened sensitivity to the pain that we're feeling, right? And so one of the books um, that I was reading about this was saying like this woman, um, she had central sensitization and the doctor went to just like touch her arm and she like winced, like she got punched really hard, right? And that was just because her nerves were over and upregulated, like over sensitized. Um, and it caused her to feel pain at such a high intensity because it was at a heightened reactivity, right? And so the brain kind of creates these like abnormal pain pathways, right? And the wonderful thing about this is that you can change those right? With like cognitive behavior therapy and things like that. But specifically like in terms of like mind body syndrome, the same thing can happen when we have a stressful life event. Like I was talking in the beginning, or we have, we're diagnosed with endometriosis or another chronic condition. It can cause actual changes in our brain and how we perceive that pain, right? So when we go through like an emotional traumatic event, our body creates or our brain creates physical pain in our body in an attempt to try to keep us safe to like move our focus from like the mental trauma to our body right and again the wonderful thing about tms is that it can be changed and tms is just my body syndrome i'll, I'll use those um terms interchangeably because they're the same same um so yeah that 
is the first step is really just like understanding that in most cases of chronic pain, right? So say like you've had your excision surgery by an endo specialist and you're still having chronic pain, right? Most of that pain that you're feeling could be due to like numerous factors, but some of it could also be due to mind-body syndrome, which is where the brain is creating abnormal pain pathways because of unresolved emotions and stress, right? And so really understanding chronic pain and understanding your emotions and learning to find safety in them and understanding your brain and how pain is created in the brain is the first step in really starting to get or starting to heal. The second step would be to take an assessment and assess to see if some of the pain that you are feeling is caused by mind-body syndrome. So I'll put the little link below um, so you guys can take that. It's just like a little questionnaire. Um, And if you like say yes to a certain amount or whatever, most of the pain that you're feeling could be a result from mind-body syndrome, right? And some of the pain could be caused by emotions and trauma that you were just holding in your body, right? And so if you take the assessment and it says that yes, your pain could be, or some of your pain could be caused from mind-body syndrome, then you have to really like take a step back and accept that right? And accept that the pain or some of the pain that you're feeling isn't doing damage and it's not body pain, it's brain pain. And that doesn't mean that your pain is in your head. (laughs) That just means that it's your brain's way of trying to keep you safe by creating pain so you don't have to deal with the unresolved emotions and stress or traumatic events that you went through, right? Everything that our brain and our bodies do trying to keep us safe and alive and sometimes it's at a fault right and so really taking a good hard look at this right and taking that assessment and seeing if it could be contributing to part of your pain like that is the second step right and once those first two steps are done you have to really start to work through and teach your body that it's safe right? The reason your brain is creating this pain is because it's trying to keep you safe and trying to help you not feel that way again, right? And we want to teach the body that everything is safe, that we're all good, that it can, it's safe to stop creating that pain because we're okay, right? And one way to do this is to start actually feeling your feelings, right? We're conditioned as a society to not ever feel our feelings, to just push them down inside, don't talk about them, don't cry, hide your feelings, hide your emotions, like numb it with alcohol and drugs and TV and like toxic relationships that aren't good for you and sex. And there's so many ways that we can escape, right? Escapism. Um, But when we do that, when we don't actually feel our feelings and appreciate the emotions that are coming up inside of us, all we're doing is carrying that around with us, right? We're like, like a little rock and you put it in your backpack and you have to carry that bag with you everywhere you go and it eventually is going to cause pain in your body right because that bag is going to get so heavy and so one way or I have a couple ways that you can do this like figure out where in your body you're feeling the emotion right when you're actually feeling it and then actually processing that emotion right? Some people do this in journaling and I love journaling because that's how I process. I process by writing. Um, some people process by talking, right? Some people process by like creating 
everybody's different. So it's just, you're going to have to figure out what works best for you. I'm just going to give you some tactics, right? But essentially what we're doing is teaching our body that emotions are safe, right? So we can journal, we can do somatic mapping. And so what somatic mapping is, is basically teaching yourself to notice where on your body you're feeling that emotion, right? So if you can close your eyes and take a big deep breath in, obviously don't do this if you're driving (laughs) and ask yourself like, what am I feeling right now? And where on my body am I feeling it between my chin and my belly button? What feelings am I feeling right now? Am I choked up? Do I feel punched in the gut? Is my heart really heavy? Right? Because just checking in with yourself throughout the day, especially if you have a really hard time noticing your feelings, doing a couple of these like throughout the day is going to help you start to notice like, oh, my heart kind of feels heavy right now, you know? And then like, okay, well, what's making me feel like that, right? Because sometimes we can't put an actual name to the feeling we're experiencing. We can just feel it in our body. And this is like just a really great way to really understand your feelings and your emotions and also to show you that obviously like our emotions can be held in our body, right? And so for example, like when you're angry, you can just go sit alone and ask yourself like, what am I feeling right now and where am I feeling it? And if you close your eyes and you put your heart on your chest, you're like, okay, I'm feeling choked up and I am feeling like I have fire in my belly. Like all of the emotions that you're feeling are causing those physical symptoms and being able to recognize what's what and to label it can help you release and realize that your feelings and emotions can cause you physical pain, but also help you to process them and release them, right? We already know that like, When you're nervous to do something or you're stressed out, it can make you sick and anxious, right? So why is it any different for other emotions, right? Our other emotions can cause physical symptoms as well, right? And again, this is all just like teaching your body that emotions are safe. And if you're anything like me, right? Like I grew up in a household where everybody was always fighting and yelling at each other, right? And so I learned at a really young age that being angry was bad, And expressing my feelings causes divorce and resentment and pain and all of these things. So I went through like most of my childhood and middle school and high school being like the quiet girl and never talking or anything like that because I had never wanted anybody to think that I just wanted, I guess I just wanted to make friends, you know, like I didn't want anybody to leave me or resent me or think I was being rude for like expressing my opinions, right? And that was all just from like observing my family members, right? And as an adult now with the realization of that, like I can look and realize that that's not necessarily true. Like emotions aren't bad. Being angry and expressing your anger and your feelings to people isn't always gonna cause resentment and pain right? Emotions aren't bad and being able to actually feel them makes you a human, right? I had a client who she was messaging me saying that she had too much anger and she wanted it to go to go away, right? And so I was explaining to her that like anger isn't bad, right? It's just a feeling and feelings are signals in your body letting you know that something's off or uncomfortable or different, right? And that doesn't make them bad, right? It makes you a human to actually have those feelings, 
And so learning to be safe in your body and that emotions are safe and learning to deregulate your nervous system and move out of fight or flight and into rest and digest is all part of healing. And when we can actually learn to feel our feelings, they tend to pass a lot quicker, right? You can let your emotions pass and then you don't have to carry it along with you. And when you learn to do this and you cannot, like, you don't carry all that shit with you day in and day out, there aren't any unresolved emotions to cause that pain. And so something that like really helped me is asking myself, like, what kind of woman did I want to be? Did I want to be a woman who was scared to speak her mind and just like carried all of these emotions around with me everywhere? Did I want to be a woman that feels her emotions and moves on and feels good in her skin? Right? So what kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be the type of person that feels your emotions? Right? And as human, because it's a beautiful thing to be human. So again, if you're driving right now, don't do this. <laughs> um, come back and do this later. But one other way that you can find safety in your body and safety in your emotions, like I was kind of saying before, is just close your eyes and put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, how can I feel safe right now? And then tell yourself, I'm here for you, Chelsea. I'm never going to leave you. I love you and everything's going to be okay. Right? Put your name where I put my name. Right? Just close your eyes, taking a big deep breath. Put your hand on your chest and tell yourself, like, I'm here for you. I'm never going to leave you. I love you and everything's going to be okay. Right? And then ask yourself, what is one small thing that I can do to feel safe in my body right now or just to feel safe in general right now? Right? Is it some doing some deep belly breathing? Right? Is it spending some time outside and grounding on the earth? Right? Is it exercising or meditating or just doing something silly? Right? And showing yourself and your body that you're okay. Right? When the thing that I always did when I was having like a really high pain, so I would just close my eyes when I was in like so much chronic pain. And I would just let my know, let myself know that I was safe. Like whenever I was having a bad pain flare, just sitting with myself or going for a walk if, if I had that energy to do so, right? And letting myself know like, you're safe right now. Everything's going to be okay. And so the next part of this is, right, because we took the first steps to understanding what was going on. Then we took the assessment to see if mind-body syndrome could be causing some of the pain that we're having. We are learning how to process our emotions and teach our body that they're safe, right? And the last part of this is learning to soothe your body and your mind, right? And just creating safety in your environment and in your body, right? Because we've been talking about a lot of a lot about creating safety in your body, but how are you creating safety in your mind right now, right? What thoughts are you thinking and are they helping you? Do you feel good when you're spiraling? Is that soothing to you and making you feel good and happy? And if your answer is no, then what thoughts are going to make you feel good and happy? Because we have an average of like 60,000 thoughts every single day and studies show that 80% of those thoughts are negative and like 96% of them are the same as yesterday, right? And so when we can't control things in our life, we can control 
we can't control the first thought. It's usually automatic um, and based on our conditioning. But our second thought, we get to choose that second thought, right? So when I start to spiral, I can be like, okay, no, I don't want to, I'm choosing not to believe this right now. What is a more empowering thought that I can feel that's going to make me feel better or that I can think that's going to make me feel better, right? And so recognizing what's happening in your mind, and I've done a ton of podcasts on these, so um, go back and listen on how to like discover your limiting beliefs and beat your inner Regina George and things like that, like your inner mean girl. So I'd recommend going back and listening to those. But is like recognizing what's happening in your mind and soothing your body at the same time is magic, right? What makes you feel good and brings you joy? How can you Marie Kondo the shit out of your life, right? Is it, how can you create safety in your body, right? What makes you feel fucking good? Is it crafting? Is it sitting outside in the sun? Is it doing breath work or exercise or meditation, right? Figuring out what works the best for you and makes you feel the freaking best because you're the only one that knows what's going to make you feel good. And going through these steps and just learning to create safety in your body is going to make doing the physical things more effective, right? The diet and the exercise and things like that that are going to help your physical symptoms, right? And so the last part of this, I'm just going to share some um, nervous system regulation tips, right? To help you move out of fight or flight and into rest and digest. So when you have, like when you're having an anxiety attack or living through a pandemic, hashtag Rona, our bodies are in constant fight or flight, especially living with endometriosis, right? And so these are like powerful practices to change our physiology and that can actually affect our mood. The biggest one is meditation, right? Meditating, relaxing, and feeling just calm. Basically doing anything that's going to make you feel calm and relaxed. Is it in a bath with some like candles and a glass of wine, like whatever you want, you know, just something that's going to help you relax. Exercise is wonderful. Like yoga and Tai Chi and dancing are fabulous ways to regulate your nervous system. Full body shaking, right? And so whenever you're feeling like an emotion that's like making your heart beat faster, like anger or anxiety or something like that, making your heart beat faster. And you're just like, "Ah." get up and shake your entire body, jump around and shake willy nilly. Nobody's judging you. Just do it. It makes you feel so much better. Like if you ever seen like animals out in the wilds, right? They, after like something scary happens, their whole body shake, right? And this is doing that same thing. It's helping you move that energy and get it flowing and moving out and regulating your nervous system. Um, Also, any kind of activity that stimulates your vagus nerve is going to help stimulate safety and comfort in your body, aka rest and digest. So help you move out of fight or flight. And so that can include humming, blowing out your lips like like you would if you're like a little kid, you know, like trying to make a funny sound. Um, Touching your lips with two fingers can stimulate your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system. Um, Singing can do the same thing. Deep belly breathing can do the same thing. So in for four, 
hold for four, out for four, or out for six, hold for two, sorry, four, four, six, two. In for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for two. Just like that irregular belly breathing can stimulate the vagus nerve, aka stimulate your rest and digest. Even just getting outside and grounding on the earth, putting your actual physical body on dirt or grass, um, getting a massage, any other activities that you find peaceful, all of these things are going to help you find safety in your body, right? And help regulate your nervous system and move you out of fight or flight, which is going to make it easier for you to just feel better. I also have some questions. Sorry, I have so many things to give you guys in this episode. Some questions to write. Am I feeling safe right now? Right? This is particularly one that I've um, guided some of my clients to ask themselves before sex even. You know, like, am I feeling safe right now? Right? And if the answer is yes, then continue. And if it's no, go take some time for yourself and figure out how to find that safety in your body. I've already said this one, but what is one small thing that you can do right now to feel safe? Ask yourself, what do I need right now? What is draining and sustaining me? What changes do I need to make to bring more peace and less stress into my life? What needs to change? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? What is the best possible outcome that I can imagine? Right? Because a lot of us, it can be really easy to focus on the negatives and the what ifs and Because like I was saying, 80% of our thoughts are negative and that's just, again, to keep us safe. So what's the best possible outcome that I can imagine right now? So use all of these tools and tactics to help yourself to start to heal and feel better. With endometriosis, it's possible. It's definitely possible. And it can happen for you. DM me on Instagram with any questions. Always, my DMs are always open. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the endo babe podcast.